For anyone that's spent any time at all programming, unless you've isolated yourself from the rest of the world and are only programming for yourself, chances are you've dealt with the time zone problem. Now, for those of you who are maybe somewhat experienced with some programming but are unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, oh boy, do I have a treat for you. For those of you who have no experience programming, you may think this seems a little bit like a, a rant or a tirade on something minute, minimal. But I'm here to tell you that time zones are one of the hardest problems facing programmers on a daily basis. There's almost nothing I dread more than seeing a time zone problem show up in my queue. If there's a bug ticket and it says time zone, I have to decide between putting it as one of the highest priority tickets or one of the lowest priority tickets, but it is never a mid-tier priority ticket. And let me explain to you something why. If you have a time zone problem, you have to decide immediately, is this a time zone problem that's going to ripple into the future? Or is this a time zone problem that you can correct back into the past? Because there are some problems that you will come across every once in a while that are almost unsolvable. You've effectively gone beyond the point of no return. And the only thing you can do is make the future look brighter, but the past is broken. And when you're dealing with data, that hurts. Because people will go back and they will look at that old data. And then they will ask you, why doesn't it work? Why isn't it lining up? What changed? And unless you have very clear markers and a guide and an FAQ to help guide them, there's a very, very good chance you won't remember why it doesn't line up and you will then go and waste even more time searching for something that may appear to be a bug because you forgot exactly what caused it. The truth is, it is just now a fact of life. It's an unsolvable bug, intractable. It has nestled itself and it is now part of the DNA of that data. So you just have to accept there are errors now. They cannot be fixed. Such errors come when you make assumptions that you don't realize the impact for. And others come when you are forced to, at a later date, add a new assumption that you never realized you needed. With time zones, you're constantly adding new assumptions, almost always, that you didn't realize you needed. First of all, when people think of time zones, they tend to think of the hour of the day, in which case they assume there's only 24 of them. But I'm here to tell you that's not the case. When it comes to time zones, there are 24 major hourly time zones, big blocks of equally spaced uh, zones around the globe, sure. And then there are a bunch of political time zones, which are the time zones that are actually recognized. And so while you have this nice big, even 24 sections to consider, the reality is you actually have about 500 time zones around the globe. And I'm talking political time zones. 
there's no rational thought here other than political group decided to make this decision at the detriment of someone like me you know the amount of human hours and misery that have resulted from these political time zones is incalculable also the amount of waste death decay destruction you can't even fathom it people how much shit has been ruined destroyed and it rarely ever fixes things right like it rarely ever improves things you will hardly ever see having correct time zones makes any measurable added benefit other than accuracy it makes it do what it's supposed to do so if you don't do it then you're failing to meet your requirement but by adding it by god you're not gonna make the experience any better for anyone because that's what they're going to expect. They're not even going to realize the effort you're going to. Because everyone lives in one time zone most of the time. For most of their life, they're in one time zone. And you know, if they're in a daylight savings time, it shifts a couple times of the year. But for the most time, they're thinking in one time. And so they assume that everyone's thinking in that time. And obviously, it's clearly in that time. And why would anyone assume it's in any other time? And I mean, a lot of programmers are then aware of things like UTC which for non-programmers is just a slightly more technical version of Greenwich Meridian time, but without um, reference to uh, a time zone. So it's, it's more like that line happens to be exactly the same, but it cuts through the entire globe as opposed to just representing the time up in say London. Now, um, the reason I, I guess I, I bring this up is I've realized, once again, despite years and years of fighting this challenge, and every year a new one comes along, and every year I take it on, I take a bite out of it, and I come away stronger, feeling wiser, feeling like Finally, I understand time zones. These bastards aren't going to get me again. Nope, I finally have achieved the wisdom to foresee the time zone problems and to preempt them so that they don't get in my queue. Or so I thought. I had a nice string of, well, you know, a good chunk of months, you know, I would say five out of six months without time zone problems for the last year and a bit. That's not bad, you know. To be honest, that's not bad. Anyone that is dealing in a production system with hundreds of thousands of users and they're all over the globe and, you know, you get tickets 24 hours a day coming in, that's not bad, you know. One month every six that you got to think about this, that is not a bad problem. However... It came a knocking again, and uh, six months must be up because here is my time zone challenge. And then this new one is a real doozy. It's something I didn't even realize, but it's one that has been faced by large companies. It's one that's not faced by many companies. In fact, it's only a problem that will ever be faced by companies that have global audiences um, and that deal with lots of data. 
that you, you effectively have to be in kind of a niche in order to even stumble across this problem. So the big dogs in the, in the space, dang, all them, they've come across this problem probably a decade and a half ago. To be honest, if they've been around for a decade and a half at least, this problem probably showed up within their first two years, few years, whatever it is. Because they would have realized this issue right away. Um, for some of them, it would have been when they monetized. So as soon as they added ads, this problem would have arose. Prior to ads, they probably didn't notice it or care about it or think of it as being a problem. But as soon as there was ads, it became a real issue. And what is this issue? Well, I'm talking about a roll-up issue. So when you take a bunch of data, you sometimes don't want to look through all the data points. Right? You see this all the time. You want to know what happened on the day. You don't want to see the thousand or a million, or in some cases billions for those companies, of data points that came in on that day. You just want to sum them up, average them, do something to them, and figure out what a single point is for that day. Makes total sense. Until you ask the question, where are they? Because now you have to ask yourself, what does a day mean? What does a day mean? Well, I mean, I can go to my calendar, I can look at the day, and I can say it's, you know, March 7th, whatever it is. Actually, I don't even know if it is March 7th, March 6th. So, <laughs> that's why you have calendars, I guess. But, um, in that case, when you look at these kinds of things, you realize that it's relative to you. A day is kind of, I mean, there's an absolute marker, which is the sun going around the earth. But, I mean, for the most part, you've got this. Well, when I say going around, you know what I mean. Like, you see the sun every day in the sky, yada, yada, yada. Not necessarily, it's physical, but you know what I mean. And uh, so relative to where you stand when you're looking at it, that's how you tell the time. So you're in a time zone. You have a, an existing time zone. But let's say you have a client that's across the ocean. Their idea of what a day is is a little bit different than your idea of a day. You both have the same numbers, say. You, maybe you both call it the sixth. But one of you woke up maybe six hours earlier than the other. And they said that the sixth of, of their day started six hours before your day. They're, what they're calling the sixth, for six hours of the day, you're calling the fifth for six hours of the day. But now the question comes down, when you're reporting for them and they ask you, well, what was my traffic on the sixth? Do you report the traffic for your sixth or do you report the traffic for their sixth? Because there's six hours and there's one quarter. Now, there's cases where that quarter is never traverse. It could be completely empty. You have no traffic whatsoever, no changes in that crossover quarter. Well, then you're not going to notice this problem. So if everybody operates within that 18 hours where they're um, aligned, then sure, you will not have this problem. But if a single data point comes in to that first quarter, that six hours that isn't quite the same, well, you're going to have a problem. And then you're going to have to make a decision how you treat it. Because you now have 
particle that wants to exist in two places at once. It wants to live on the fifth and it wants to live on the sixth. So how do you fix this problem? Well, I'm here to tell you, there's no simple magic bullet. There's no simple, easy way to do this. You have to decide what you're going to do. You can choose to track all 500 time zones, in which case you would add corresponding 500 different rows. Uh, in theory, and you would roll up your data in every time zone. And it would be a, a very large undertaking. For those of you who are not necessarily aware of what that entails, I would essentially have to ask for, let's say I had 100 data points, and they go over a few different days. When I'm bundling these up, I essentially have to bundle up them each time individually for each time zone. So one time zone I'll have, you know, maybe March 1st through 6th. And another time zone it's March 1st through 5th for the exact same data points. And then on another time zone it's March, you know, uh, 2nd through 7th. Because maybe I'm, you know, in the middle and so there's people ahead of me and behind me and so you have all these weird situations where suddenly when someone asks you well what was my total on the 7th or the 6th or the 5th of March it's 500 different answers I guess <laughs> so you can give them 500 different answers and they'll be like well that doesn't really help me I just want to know where I am I'm in New York, so tell me, what was it in New York? And so you're like, okay, so I calculated 500 things, but you're only interested in one of them. It seems like I'm doing a lot of effort for no reason. Uh, do I have to do this? Maybe I can just do it on your time zone. So where are you? So you said New York, okay. So then I'll just roll up your data as if you're in New York. And then every day, I'll just add on new data. And knowing that you're in New York, that, that works, right? Well, that works until I change the time zone. Because, well, we got acquired, and now we're in LA. Or we moved offices to LA, and that's now our headquarters. So I am now working out of LA, and I want to know, you know, how were we doing yesterday? What, yesterday in LA or yesterday in New York? I mean, yesterday you looked at the report from New York, and today you're in LA. So there's a few hours difference there. You get enough traffic that it's like, say, 50,000 points difference on this particular metric of impressions, because your clients, say, are mostly in New York. So they're gonna be up three hours ahead of your new LA time. So you're going to get a lot of of traffic, you know, before you might expect. It might even overlap on a previous day or something. So now you're wondering, oh, how do I measure this? Well, again, you always have to have a bunch of assumptions. You really don't know. You don't know if this person in LA is thinking in New York time. So, you know, 
so now do you you make this assumption that it's based on where they are or do you make the assumption based on what the setting that they've set is and it makes sense to have a setting then they can set it and they can be responsible for it but what happens if they don't realize that when they change the setting it might screw up the data maybe they can break the data because they don't realize the power of a time zone so when they shift a time zone say from the fifth to the, the sixth hour they don't realize that suddenly their invoicing on their tax statements changed. And on the year of last year, fiscally, according now to the reports that they generate, they made $6 difference than what they reported. And then they're confused. They're like, why is there a $6 difference? How did we misreport six bucks? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess they could have missed a few orders bucks each or something but, but we double checked like there's no way you know now we have to refile what that doesn't make sense what happened how does this make any sense and then you realize it's just because you changed the time zone and maybe it was incorrect before so this is the actual correct about you and then you're like oh crap but is this correct i don't know what happens if i don't change it then we're out six bucks this year so what do i do you know these questions never seem to go away and there's so much involved, you have to have uh, domain experience, you have to know what exactly it is the data uh, representing, you know, does it represent data that is kind of um, agnostic to time? Is it relative to its own data points? You just need to have an order of things. Do you really need to know the time? Do you just need to know the date? And what kind of date? And normally with these things, the more granular you get, the better. If you have the timestamp on there, then you can perform the calculation in real time. And it's a little bit easier. But it's when you're doing these roll-ups. When I roll up a whole day, what time do I put on the day? That's a really good question. Do I put that I rolled it up at midnight? I mean, that makes sense if we're using a consistent time. That everything referenced midnight. There's 500 different midnights. <laughs> so when I say midnight, what does that mean? You know, just five, like, and, and then at any time, what exactly do I pick? Do I pick the time zone offset? So that wherever that thing is, it's offset by the location. But again, what happens if it shifts? And I'm adding time. And like, do I have to then regenerate the whole roll-up table? Because I can't just append anymore because it, it shifts. There's now a, a block of time that's either overlapping or or missed, or like an actual gap. And so now, what do I do? So for those of you who are held on this long, I'm telling you, I don't know the answer. I'm just telling you this is a problem. Uh, there's a few ways to approach it. And like all things, they're all with trade-offs. When it comes to time zones, it's an infinite trade-off. You're never going to be happy. I, there's some recent news talking about how they're trying to determine a time zone for the moon. Um, but because the moon isn't on the Earth, it's not just a time zone. It's actually a time scale. And there would be a whole other series of data points. So you would have time on Earth, and then you have time on the moon. And it would correspond, and of course... 
if you're on a different part of the moon, it's also going to probably correspond to a slightly different time as well. So let's acknowledge the difficulty of, of that venture that they're going on right now. And then if you go even farther, you need Mars time. You need time in space. And I've brought this point up, I don't think in this podcast ever, but I've brought this point up on my blog that I think the, one of the, the biggest challenges facing society going forward is to create a universal time system, a real universal time system. We have a global UTC that is okay. I mean, it works good for our purposes. We have the Epoch system, which is okay. If you don't need to go into the past. Um, but what we don't have is an actual universal time system for space, for anything of that sort. We don't have a way of conceptualizing it to humans. We don't have a way of tracking it, measuring it um, accurately. Uh, we don't even really know what it is that we would be representing because we'd have to reference it to another time point. We'd probably reference it to our sun, but at a certain point, you wouldn't know where you are relative to the sun, so how could you properly correct for time curvature? I don't know. It just seems like that's a serious problem, um, but it's one that almost no one thinks about. But as a programmer, I am telling you, anytime a time zone challenge shows up, it's, it's, it's a lot of thinking. I usually walk away with a little bit of a headache. You have a lot of drawings and notes drafted up and all sorts of things to solve these problems because the thing about a lot of these time zone problems is it can look right in most places and be wrong in a couple. And once you find that it's wrong in a couple, you can't really figure out how to make it right in all of them anymore. And so you start trading things off again. And it's just always a question of, is it worth the effort? Can you train the user to think around the problem? Is there a cheap way we can hack this? Or do I have to go in and have 500 copies of the same data? Thank you for listening. And remember, next time you see a time zone challenge, give it a little bit more respect. Because you're going to see it again and again and again. Have a good one.